Hello, my friends. This is Dan Jones with another quiet talk to share with you today. I recently saw a video that brought tears to my eyes. A young man was about to play his last football game of the season. His dad, a military man who had been deployed overseas and had come home without his son's knowledge, was dressed as a ref and stood around with the other refs during the coin toss. His son didn't immediately recognize him. But when he did, he ran into his arms for a long hug. The joy on that boy's face was beautiful to see. This dad was in a place where his son didn't expect to find him. And he didn't look like his son expected him to look. So it took a minute for him to know that his dad, who he thought was still overseas, was right within arm's reach. They say a uniform is the best disguise. While this father normally wore the uniform of his country, his son had never seen him in a black and white striped referee shirt. Paul said these words to the people in Athens. The God who made the world and everything in it, being Lord of heaven and earth, does not live in temples made by man, nor is he served by human hands as though he needed anything, since he himself gives to all mankind life and breath and everything. And he made from one man every nation of mankind to live on all the face of the earth, having determined allotted periods and the boundaries of their dwelling place, that they should seek God and perhaps feel their way toward him and find him. Yet, he is actually not far from each one of us, for in him we live and move and have our being. Actually, he is not far from each one of us. He's all around us all the time. How seldom the average person realizes this. It often seems that God is far away, even that he has deliberately abandoned us. Sometimes even believers feel this way when circumstances unexpectedly turn against them. One of the greatest prophets in the Old Testament was Isaiah. Amazing revelations about Messiah, his coming, his character, and his career were shown to this man of God. Yet listen to what he says to God in chapter 45 and verse 15. Truly, you are a God who hides himself, O God of Israel, the Savior. Isaiah felt that because of what was happening in his beloved nation, surely God must have left the scene. He was gone far away, seemingly unconcerned with their condition. The most sincere Christian experiences times when God seems absent. You face a crisis in your life or perhaps in your family, and you take your problem to God pleading for help, and yet nothing changes, at least outwardly. It's easy to question all the promises of the Bible about God's love and care during those times. The psalmist often expressed feelings like these. These words from Psalm 22 are very familiar. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? 
Why are you so far from saving me from the words of my groaning? O my God, I cry by day, but you do not answer, and by night, but I find no rest. Because those words were uttered by Christ on the cross, we probably don't often think of applying them to ourselves, but I have no doubt that many, if not everyone listening to me right now, has felt at some time in your life that God had forsaken you and wasn't listening to you. You cry out to God day and night, and there's no reply. But even when you don't immediately get the answer you won't want, there is no doubt that God is always there. He is present with us. Jacob, in the Old Testament, had to run away from home because his brother wanted to kill him. He had tricked Esau out of the birthright and then finally the patriarchal blessing. So Jacob fled to the land of his mother, Rebekah. On the way, he stopped to sleep under the stars. He had a dream in which he saw a stairway leading to heaven with the angels going up and down on it. Listen to what Jacob said when he woke from this dream. Surely the Lord is in this place, and I did not know it. When he lay down to sleep, there didn't seem to be anything special about this place, just a random spot in the desert like a thousand others, a place where Jacob was alone, separated from his parents and everything that was familiar. But then God appeared to him, and Jacob said, How awesome is this place! This is none other than the house of God, and this is the gate of heaven. This is none other than the house of God. Now, at this point, Jacob obviously thought that God lived in a certain spot on earth. Most of his contemporaries thought this way. But now that we have the New Testament perspective, now that we are on this side of the life of Jesus and his cross and resurrection, we know some things that Jacob did not. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 3, Do you not know that you are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in you? God's house is not located in a certain spot in Israel. We are God's house. He lives in us, and in a special way, he dwells among his people, the church, when they gather together. Jesus said, for where two or three are gathered in my name, there am I among them. But perhaps you are in a place alone. You can't be with your brothers and sisters right now. My friend, even now, Jesus is with you, for he promised, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. In the original language, that is a triple negative. That's not good in English, but it is in Greek. I will never, never, no, not ever leave you. Jesus wanted us to be really sure that we know he is always there. But how often, like the young football player and like Jacob camping out in the desert, we fail to see our father in our situation. We believe he's left the scene. My precious friend today, I don't know what some of you may be going through. My own family is in a real trial right now. There are bad moments when the enemy says to me, God isn't hearing you. He's not going to answer your prayers. 
When those times come, I could just sit down, be dejected, and agree with the devil. But I have chosen in those moments to talk to Jesus and remind him of these promises. Jesus, I know you're with me. You promised to never forsake me, and I believe you. I believe you hear my prayers, and I believe you have all power, and that you love me with an everlasting love. And then the strength of faith comes up, and the devil has to leave. It's very helpful to say scripture out loud. Psalm 107 verse 2 says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Along those same lines, when the psalmist talks about crying out to God, he's not referring to thinking a prayer. Sometimes you need to just cry out to God. You may need to find a private place for this so people won't think you've lost your mind, but lift up your voice and declare God's promises back to him. And I promise you that God will hear because he is always with us. Heavenly Father, I am so grateful for your constant presence. I'm grateful that when I'm asleep at night, you are right there. You're close to me, watching over me and all who listen to my voice right now. So Jesus, I pray that this truth will be real to those, especially those who maybe feel because of the circumstances in their lives that God has abandoned them. Strengthen them, encourage them, and assure them of your constant presence. Jesus said, I will never leave you, and I will never forsake you. And I pray all these things, dear Lord Jesus, in your precious name, amen. Well, my good friends, at the end of the messages, I usually ask you to pray for our church, and I hope you'll continue to do that. But I have a special personal need today that I want you to pray for. My son, David, he's 33 years old, and right now he's in the hospital. He's very sick and has uh, some real problems with his heart. It's a serious situation. And I would ask you to please, please pray for David, that God would touch him. I believe God has all power. I believe God hears my prayers. But I also believe that the more people that are praying for a need, the better it is. So would you please pray for my son, David? Thank you so much. As always, you can reach me by email at father.danjones at outlook.com. God bless you.